Welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm joined by Ian Yates and we'll be discussing the role of the Inspector General. All right, thank you Ian for coming and talking to us today. Um, could you just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about what you do? Hi, I'm, I'm Ian Yates. I'm the Interim Inspector General of Aged Care. The, and I started that role in, uh, in January this year. Uh, the, the Inspector General will have their own Act of Parliament. Uh, it's, it has already been through the House of Representatives and it's with the Senate now and it's expected to be passed in time for it to be set up formally in July. But we've been getting on with it in the meantime. Um, and that Act will mean that uh, the Inspector General is completely independent of the department or any other part of government um, is a self-governing body within within the rules uh, of of uh, the, the federal bureaucracy. I saw it uh, that the act had been read in March and you're expecting it to be passed in July for the second half of the year? The, the act has uh, the act has already passed the House of Representatives uh, and was introduced into the Senate last week. Uh, and will be debated in the Senate uh, in the June session um, and it has strong support in Parliament. It is a, a recommendation of the Royal Commission that had been endorsed by the previous government um, but hadn't got to acting on it yet and this government has uh, moved ahead. In fact, in their very first budget, which was about implementing election commitments, uh, this government made funds available for uh, the interim inspector general, which I am, that, and then the inspector general over the full length of the forward estimates. So its funding is so, secure. So, as the interim inspector general, what is it that you're doing at the moment prior to the act? I'm I'm working with the government to get the bills through, but we have been uh, setting up the new office because originally this was a task force in the department to get the interim office established. I am consulting and we're developing the work plan for the Inspector General and and we will commence uh, with a program of work uh, as well, even ahead of uh, the legislation coming into being. The difference is uh, we are behaving as if we're independent. The legislation will make that legally the case. But when I was asked to take on this job, I said I would as long as everybody behaves as if I am already the independent Inspector General. So the interim, that was the term the Royal Commission used, the interim is getting it going mm. uh, while the legislative process goes through. And then there is provision in the, in the bill for uh, there to be an acting Inspector General while a long term appointment is made through the normal uh, complex processes of government. Yeah, so you've had their roundtables. How did you choose the people? Because I, I could see there was stakeholders, consumers, providers, unions, researchers, but I couldn't see who they were or how they were chosen. We have a lot of contacts. Uh, we reached out to the peak bodies uh, uh, for that, but people who've expressed an interest or a role. We issued invitations. People who could come on the day came on the day. People who couldn't we're not. We're, they, this is not a fixed group, it's not set in stone. We'll be doing more of this. We obviously uh, are up against a short time frame at the moment. We are saying that the in Inspector General will run an annual process that will be pre-planned, including uh, uh, you know, moving around uh, the community, going to different states and territories to 
listen to talk. So we've considered at the moment holding things such as the Royal Commission did, uh, our kind of town meeting type activities as well. But it's also important that we tap into the experiences that are captured by consumer organisations, advocacy groups, uh, and local local communities who need to talk about the, the needs of the aged care system in their area and what impediments they have and what ideas they have. Because we don't want the Inspector General to just be about the things that are going wrong, but also about the things that are going right and we need to see more of. Hmm. So when the Inspector General comes into being, how are you going to find out what the systemic problems are? Because you said you'd be dealing with systemic issues. So systemic issues is the term used in the bill um, uh, in Parliament. Um, so, and it's not, it's not narrowly defined. But I think what you can say is that a systemic issue is not a one-off. So it's not about one complaint or one aged care provider's behaviour. It, systemic issues will, by their, by their nature, be repeated um, or be widespread. And how will the Inspector General find out about that? Well, by, firstly, by, by talking to people, which is what we're doing. Um, secondly, by examining data, very strong data gathering powers in terms of looking at a problem and getting information from the department or the commission. Looking, for example, at the Quality and Safety Commission's complaints data, what are those complaints about? Are there trends in those complaints? How do they get, do they get resolved or not? Um, including being able to reach out and, and talk to the people involved in those things and say, um, was the outcome what you wanted? So it's a mixture of hard data and also soft intelligence. Uh, the, the Permanent Inspector General will advertise and invite people uh, to, to be involved. I am aware of the wealth of research that's out there uh, in our universities and other uh, institutes and so on. We need to be tapping into that research and what it shows us and whether it's being used and t taken up uh, because, you know, that's all knowledge that we can build upon. Because mm. one of the other key functions was uh, delivering education and raising awareness. So how do you intend, say for my region, I've got a very large region, Riverland, Coorong, Murraylands. So over time, we will be, um, we'll be developing materials um, of all sorts of different natures. So it if the audience is academic, it might be of a more um, academic nature, but we want to reach out into the community and we know that needs to be in plain English and brief uh, to attract people, people's attention about issues. We'll be, we'll be using all the established channels of media that we can convince to talk about mm. what we're doing, um, which, which you know, increasingly they are interested to do that. We will also respond to people's invitations to come and talk and listen. However, we've also said, um, and we've listened to other people in government whose role is to review things. We've also said that here are some things that are on our radar. So you know that if not this year, then next year we're going to get to that subject. Um, and, you know, it's also possible uh, that the government, the minister, um, can ask us to do things for good reasons. And obviously we would listen closely to a minister who's talking a lot about reform if the minister needed to have 
an in-depth review done by an independent body that's not got a stake in the system. Because we, we don't have a stake in what providers are interested in or what the department's interested in or what the commission is interested in. Our focus is actually what are the outcomes for older people in Australia and their families. So what's on your radar? Uh, there, well, one of the things that has come through really clearly from just about every stakeholder we've talked to is, could you please do very early on a report on where we're up to with the Royal Commission recommendations? Because people are just confused about how many have been started, how many has government said yes to but it not started, and, and some of them it would, shouldn't have started because the Commission sequenced them. How many has government said no to? and how many hasn't said anything about. We will do a report on that this year. We cannot do this year a comprehensive evaluation of the effectiveness of those Royal Commission recommendations as a whole. A, it's too early for some of them. B, we, with everything else we're doing, we don't have the resources to do that. But what we've been saying is we will select some areas that are key areas, and we're asking people what they think, uh, and do a, a more deep dive into a few of those areas. Then there are issues to do with the real um, dilemmas of funding and financing the sector, uh, that some aspects of which have been talked about for many years. Similarly, you know, what's the best way of delivering home care? Also the possibility of taking a specific area into which we might be able to pull together knowledge and wisdom and make some recommendations that advances. Yeah, and since home care, um, the implementation of the, the new home care system has been pushed back a year, will that give the Inspector General an opportunity to weigh in on things that are changing? So our thinking at the moment is, is and we've drawn from uh, looking, for example, at the publicly available work of the Auditor General, where um, um, leaving aside their financial auditing role, but their performance auditing, we've noted that they um, do some things that are on very mature programs. You know, they've been going for a long time and they have a look. But sometimes they do something that's really early um, and look at how is that being constructed? You know, has it, has it been put together? Do they think using all the criteria they use, and they obviously have really strongly developed criteria, um, do they think this is off to a good start? So that possibility certainly exists. I'm not going to say we're going to do it, but it certainly exists. Um, but um, yeah, we, will, we will make our decisions in, within the next few months, a couple of months, and um, publish them. But, but we'll probably go and test some of them before we finalise them. Consumers are not going to be able to contact you, are they? This is not about consumer complaints. Okay. So we will not be uh, the port of last call or the high court, if you like, of the complaint system. Um, because if we did that, we then become part of the system that we're looking over. And our view is, and, and that the bill says explicitly that it won't. Be. And similarly, it, the Inspector General won't look at an individual provider. We are not the regulator. What we will be looking at is how is the regulator working? Have people, if people have brought things to the regulator, have they been resolved? What's the success rate? We'll be testing some of that. 
So individual consumers certainly can talk to us, but they can't say, I've got a complaint against this home. If they have, you know, and they need to take that to the body that is legislated to yes. deal with those So your complaints. role is to look at the legislative body that's and dealing say, with the And say, how complaint. is it going? And that may mean that we talk to the, the, the regulators. We obviously, we talk to the regulators, but also to the complainants and look at the regulators' data on how many people were happy with the outcome, and, but also some of the trends in the complaints. So we are interested in that. But individual consumers can still write to us and say, I want you to know about this. If we have 20 or 30 people write to us and say, I want to know about this, that will flag that maybe there's something in there that we should be interested in. But they can't ask us to sit down and resolve a complaint. That's what the Commission is there for. We want to make sure that works better and better. Okay. How does your role then really affect everyday life of consumer? Um, so if, if we get it right in terms of analysing the problem that is being faced in the system and coming up with good solutions, then um, we, I believe, that there is a very strong chance that government will say, okay, that's what we're going to do. That's what your body is there for. I mean, government has picked up uh, we will enumerate it, but government has picked up a very large number of those Royal Commission recommendations. Um, and we have seen both uh, in the previous government's budget on the Royal Commission and in this government in both budgets, we have seen spending that a few years ago would have seemed fanciful. So there is, there is a level of awareness and commitment to change aged care that hasn't been there. And I say that with 30 years of experience of that. Um, I think there is a willingness to listen uh, to uh, new approaches. Um, there's an awareness that the new, you know, the changing customers of aged care are demanding something different. And therefore there'll be an interest in, if we get the answers right, in seeing them implemented. After all, it's in government's interest to make the system work better. If people are happier with the aged care system and if it works better, uh, then government's getting better money, better value out of the money, taxpayer money it's spending. It's not good for government in its own reputation that so many people are saying, no, don't, they don't like the aged care system. So, you know, I think there's a very strong chance, but as I've said, we also have the capacity to make very public what responses we've had to our recommendations. And one of the things that you can expect the Inspector General to do over time is to revisit their recommendations and report on how well they're being implemented. Okay. The, any step beyond that and you become part of government, you know, and we, we elect our governments for a reason. It's a democracy and we want them to do it right. But I, you know, it's, it's very new for this sector to have a body that can free range over the issues and even just to turn the spotlight on and say, we're thinking about doing an investigation into your area. The evidence is in other environments that changes behaviour. Yeah, if I would give you sort of a basic example. Somebody was on NDIS who needs to go into a home at the moment, they have to lose their NDIS funding and you know, go into a home 
that would be previous to it rather than keeping on their funding. So if you had enough people complain about that kind of thing, what, what would it be that the Inspector General could do to look at you know, the bigger question around that? Well, the Inspector General could look at that question and <clears throat> let me say that, that the interfaces between the different human service systems, um, between what we call aged care, disability care, um, and indeed primary health care and tertiary health care. Um, There's something that people, lots of people point to us. And I think um, that if you look at it from the point of view of people, uh, the fact that there are different systems is to them irrelevant. I've got a set of needs that need helping. And, and if you think about it right now, and this is partly uh, an outcome of the Royal Commission, um, there was some momentum anyway, but it's certainly an outcome of the, they're, they're already looking at a new regulatory framework that crosses those boundaries. Um, and, and that I think will over time lead us to a system that is about focusing on the person rather than the pillar boxes of government. Um, and I think the Inspector General can uh, look at that. Um, obviously you're going to talk to the people within government who've got a stake in how things are now because they didn't arise out of malevolent purpose. They arose often out of trying to tackle this problem and that problem and that problem and then, you know, aged care has had so many added programs, that pilots and programs and things that just keep getting added without thinking how, does, how do you reshape, how do you get the insights to reshape the whole system from that. So that's clearly something that's in scope for the Inspector General and you would go about really important to get as much evidence, get as much intelligence as you can about why it's like it is, what the feasible options might be, where you'd like to end up and how you might get there. And certainly we at, in planning um, are anticipating that the Inspector General's reports from major reviews will not only have a list of, if you like, headline recommendations, but a sequencing and a roadmap for doing that, which is what the model that the Royal Commission gave us, which was to actually spell out over a number of years the sequence of steps, and we would anticipate that because I think then government can look at that and say, okay, that makes sense, rather than, oh, now they just want us to work out how to do all these things. Mm. I see that you know it's got a lot of potential, but people are just going not going to be aware of your role and your function. Um, well, um, and I, I know you said you do all the, the channels, but you think of my region. I've got a lot of providers who are very rural, time poor, workforce poor. A two-hour government webinar or a pile of doesn't really, really it penetrate that kind of area, which is obviously why we run a podcast. Sure. So um, what we are doing is talking to people like yourself, but we are also talking uh, to those uh, providers, peak bodies who are communicating with them. Uh, the department will talk about us in its communications that go out. Um, do I think everybody will overnight know that we're there? No, but we will. that will be a high priority in an ongoing way. It's not just something we're doing up front. It will be an ongoing role to talk about it because uh, not only because we want 
people to be aware, but because we want uh, those people to talk to us. Because you can't really get the information if people don't know. No, that you're, but, you're there. but you know, I think data statistics are great, but sometimes it's not real life as it's seen from a provider. Agreed. Or a... So that's why we want to use a mix of all those things. Um, and as I said, I, I, while I'm in this role, um, I have been around for a long time. I know lots of networks and real people um, who, who talk. Um, and before this, I chaired the Council of Elders, the new body recommended by the Royal Commission, uh, for a year. And I think that council has demonstrated that people with lived experience out of local areas, since you know, the, there are a number of those on the Council of Elders, can have a meaningful impact on government policy. I've watched policymakers come into that council meeting and test ideas that they have not yet even taken to the minister's office, test them and think, oh, okay, we thought that might work, but you're saying it won't, but if we did this. So I've seen that impact. Um, and we would be wanting to draw on that and utilise that to impact uh, government policy. You have the buzzwords, we'll provide oversight, we'll, you know, we'll uh, play a critical role in um, enhancing transparency. But to normal people, that doesn't really mean sure. anything at all, does that? Oversight means, perhaps, oversight means that we're going to look at how all the bits of the aged care system perform and also how they fit together or don't. Are there gaps? Or are there, is there overlap? Or is there confusion in some cases? That's the advantage that we have. And you might say, well, I suppose everybody does that. But no, they don't. People beaver away in their area. And we are going to consciously look at all, how the bits of the jigsaw fit or don't fit. Um, and we will be... Um, we will be transparent. What does that mean? It means that, A, we will go out and talk to people about what we might focus on and ask them what they think. We will then narrow that down and share that. And we will then tell people in all sorts of forms of writing, but, you know, at least, and obviously on our website, this is what we're doing and this is our timeframes for it. And everything that we produce will be either publicly available and or will be uh, tabled in Parliament. All right. Well, thank you very much for giving right. me your time. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. Okay. Done. Today I'm joined by Ian Yates and we'll be discussing the role of and we'll be discussing the role of the respected That's exactly what I said. Word for word what I said.